הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנף הקדוש משבר עצמה. הוא בבחור רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחן ופגי מצמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. discussing a little bit more background information, stories, ideas that have to do with certain lessons in the Kutub Moran, as we're going to see here. Let's hop right into it. Se'if Kuf Lamed Alel. Shayach Lesiman Ayn Resheh. This is applicable to lesson 235, sorry, 275 of the Kutub Moran. Belikutu Chalak Rishon. In the first volume of the Kutub Moran, lesson 275. Hamad Chalet Da, Shekol Mitzvah V'chulin Asem Yimena Ner V'chulin Ayin Sham. As it says over there in the lesson 275, Rabbeinu teaches us that each and every mitzvah that we do, each and every good thing that we do, anything that has the raton of Hashem Yitbach in it, when we do this, when we do any single positive commandment, when we do something according to the will of God, we create a candle from this. And Rabbeinu discusses over there how each and every one of these candles um, help a person search in, the, tr- in the, um, the treasury of the king after he passes away. That the main and essential pleasure of the world to come, as brought down in the Zohar al-Kadosh, um, is that a, a soul gets to check, the, to search the Ginze Amerach, the, the treasure house of the king. The, where, the place where, the storehouse where all the treasures of the king are stored. And the only way to search is, what do you call it? Is with candles. As it's taught in, uh, what do you call it? In the Gemara Pesachim, that how does one search by a candle? So we see this idea that the way we search uh, these treasures uh, after we pass away, which is the essential simcha, the ta'anug of the world to come, this is the greatest pleasure we can possibly experience, to search the treasury of the king. The only way to do so is with candles. And how do you create these candles? Through the mitzvot that we do. And Rabbi Nathan saying, now I heard from another individual that also heard with regard to this subject that we just discussed about creating candles through mitzvot. That Rabbanu explained the matter a little bit more. And this person related it back to me. Rabbi Nathan saying this. Shamar, and this Rabbi Nathan saying that this student said to him, and obviously this is all in the name of Rabbanu. The Rabbanu says that there's a person that his candle can only be lit for an hour, for a certain moment. And he searches with the candle as long as it's lit for that hour. And afterwards, the candle is extinguished. He has nothing with, with, uh, to search. And then there's another person who has a candle that lasts a little bit longer than an hour. So he can search for a little bit longer. But after that candle is extinguished, he can no longer search. Then there's another person who has his candle lit for an entire day. And then there's another person who has a candle lit for even more than a day. But... There's another person, a very special person, who has many wondrous candles like this, that are lit and that illuminate forever and ever. And they are never extinguished. They are forever, they forever remain lit. 
And he merits to search the treasury of the king. Tamid constantly. Eternally and forever. Happy is this tzaddik. We know this is the primary reward of the world to come, to search the treasury of the king. Maybe it's referencing Hasegot, perceptions of God that you're able to search. Whatever it might be. And this is the ultimate pleasure of the world to come. And this is all dependent on the mitzvot that we do. How much we, per, how much we instill our days with good actions, with kindness, with things that are good, with, with things that Hashem Yidvach wants us to do. Do we sanctify our day? Do we add kedusha? Do we add da'at? Do we add consciousness every single day? That's the, these are the questions we should be asking ourselves. Because if not, we won't have the merit to search. And if we do, it won't be for long. That uh, Hashem Yidvach should give us the strength to be able to perform mitzvot and masim to in this world. So that in the world to come, we can have the merit to search for a very long time in these chambers. And here, Rabbi Natan is explaining that we can understand from Rabbeinu's words that even simple, upright men, they merit in the world to come to search in the treasury of the king. But their search, but their, their discovery, it's only according to the time in which they perform the mitzvot. God determines that according to the amount of mitzvot that you do, will determine a certain time. And it's certain that this too, even just a simple amount of time, a small amount of time, even in one hour, one minute, is something very awesome and very wondrous. Because even if you search in this um, treasure house of the king, even for one moment, one hour, you can find treasures that are awesome over there. You can live the world to come eternally just through that one treasure that you found in one minute. That, that's how awesome this treasure is. It can take you one minute to search with the candle that, however, uh, with the candle that lasts only one minute, and yet that one minute candle can last you an eternal lifetime in the world to come. Why? Because you found a treasury that brings you so much life and joy. But his life will only be determined according to what he finds in that one moment. Or according to that time determined by God. Which is all commensurate with the mitzvot that you do. But one who has the merit that his candles, his mitzvot essentially, his acts of kindness and goodness, that they illuminate and that they, they are lit for longer and longer. One who has the merit to have longer lasting candles. Certain that he's going to find abundant good in this storehouse. Yotel, yotel. More and more and more. We can't even imagine. And this is with each and every individual according to how much his candles are able to be lit. How long his candles take to, to, um, to turn off. But the great tzaddik he constantly merits to search in the chamber of the king, the, the treasure house of the king. And his candles are never extinguished, not one of them. And yet there are deeper secrets with regard to this subject, but this is enough. You can see here the greatness of what we're talking about here. He gives us almost a yearning to, to perform because it's reminding us here that we have no perception, not even the smallest idea of the greatness of the world to come and the simcha and the joy of the world to come. We have to have complete emunah and faith that Hashem Yitbarach knows exactly what He's doing and that we have to believe in Hashem Yitbarach 
But aside from that, that we should use all our force and all our efforts to perform good actions in this world so that we should merit to have a beautiful life in the world to come. Lesson 135. A very special lesson we're going to talk about today. Rabbeinu spoke with a certain individual who was very far from Hashem. He told him, Rabbeinu told this man to accustom himself, to sigh over a situation, to, to almost to groan over the situation that he's in, to sigh, to let out this air of longing. He gave the lesson at that time period of um, lesson one in lesson 109 of the Kutim Moran, which uh, brings the verse that's brought down in Kohelet that there's a vanity and emptiness that is created upon the earth. Hevel has two connotations. It means vanity, but it also means vapor. We're going to discuss here, though, that it means this heaven means like a breath, a vapor that comes from out of the mouth, as we're going to discuss the deeper meaning here. That it's brought over there in the lesson that through sighing, Rabbeinu speaks about the power of sighing in multiple lessons, but specifically in this lesson, also in lesson 8 of the Kutamogan as well, lesson 22. Uh, lesson 8 is very famous for this, of course, uh, but lesson 22 as well, lesson 56 speaks about the power of sign. The Rabbanu says that through sighing, specifically in lesson 109, he mentions this idea that when one sighs, that when one sighs specifically to return to Hashem Bach, he almost detaches himself from the rope of impurity. He attaches himself to the rope of holiness. Essentially, depending on a person's actions, he either attaches himself to impurity or purity. And what attaches himself to that purity or impurity is a rope. So if you are constantly longing for impurity, you have a rope that is attaching you to the side of evil. If you're longing for holiness, then of course you have a rope for holiness. But Rabbanu says that when you sigh over your situation and you long to return to Hashem, even if you might not be in a good place, but you're sighing because you want to draw close to God sincerely, you detach yourself from that rope, that rope of impurity which is actually influencing you to do sin, and you create a new connection with, with purity. This is the power of longing, first off. Aside from Aside from sighing, the longing in itself is so important. We know the power of longing and yearning. What it's, uh, Rabbeinu speaks about in Lesson 66 of the Kutamoran, that uh, the yearning is the, is the soul to the body. Very powerful stuff. And of course, that the yearning is the essence of the Jew. That Rabbeinu says the highest thing is, is the longing. It's the, it's the raton. It's the kisufim. It's the yearning. We know what yearning can do to a Jew. And Rabbanu teaches us that specifically this yearning, but when it comes to sighing, that when you, when you actually sigh over the fact that you're really longing for Hashem and you're not there, with this you attach yourself to a new rope of holiness. You create a new rope and you attach yourself with that rope to Ketushah. And Rabbanu then started dis- discussing um, after this lesson, many times over, um, other lessons that discuss sighing, and how precious it is when a Jew sighs. Rabbanu teaches us that even sighing, sighing in itself, when you're sighing from a place of sincerity and holiness, you actually draw your ruach chaim from the tzaddik. And um, you draw your ruach chaim to actually help you accomplish and to, to complete that which you're lacking. That, that which you're sighing for, 
because the fact that you feel you're not worthy of it, that you're not close to it. For example, a person might sigh because he wants to study more Torah. By the fact that you're sighing because you want to study more Torah and holiness, Hashem Barach actually, the, the tzaddik actually comes and he fills you. He brings you vitality with that which you're missing. Because of course you're missing the Torah because you want to study the Torah. You're not there yet. You're not studying the Torah properly. That's why you're sighing, of course. Sighing is a representation of that which you're lacking. A person sighs because he's lacking something. But when you sigh in holiness, because you sigh, you want to do better. Rabbeinu says that when you sigh in this fashion, with sincerity, you draw your ruach chayim from the tzaddik ador, you draw your spirit of vitality from the tzaddik of the generation, and he fills that which you're lacking, and he gives you the ability to complete that which you're missing. Essentially, he gives you the strength and the tools to fix and to attain that, which you're, that, um, that subject uh, which you're sighing for, essentially. So, if you're signing for holiness and you're signing to uh, study more Torah, the tzaddik, he comes and he gives you the tools to be able to get to that level where you study the Torah according to the way you want to. Very deep stuff, and of course, there's many explanations. But Rabban is here is coming to teach us the words heaven and heaven and how the connection between the two. That the heaven, the, the exhalation that, um, that leaves. Um, the exhalation that leaves your mouth whenever you're sighing in holiness and you're sighing in truth and sincerity, it breaks the chevel, the rope, it's the same word, heaven and chevel, that the exhalation breaks the chevel of impurity and now we create a new rope of purity. We should have the merit to create many ropes of tusha in many different subjects that we should constantly sigh and yearn and long. Baruch Hashem, this is going to be the last um, podcast i think um, we might do one more uh, for the next week but this might be the last podcast for the next upcoming week i'm leaving to uman with um i'm leaving to uman with today and um i won't have time when i'm there to record uh, more podcasts when i get back god willing next wednesday we'll do more if i have time to do one or two more then i will but if you see that i'm inactive then uh, this is the reason so um, that's it for now. Baruch Hashem. We'll start off next episode with lesson 136, God willing.